Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This week, the Bookshelf Cinema is screening Ida, the Grand Budapest Hotel, the Just for Cats Film Festival, Lock, Tracks, and more. On Tuesday, June 17th, the Bookshelf presents Mirella Amato discussing the book Beerology. The Bookshelf is an independently owned culture hub located at 41 Quebec Street in Guelph. Visit bookshelf.ca for more information. Creative Control with Beach Comic. Monomyth is a really great band from Halifax. They make a hazy, gritty kind of pop music. It's sort of psych rock tinge. Their new album is called Saturnalia Regalia, and it's out July 22nd via Mint Records. Uh, but they are touring through Ontario and Quebec uh, as I speak to you now, with uh, North by Northeast shows in Toronto on June 18th at the Drake and Handlebar, a Guelph show at 32 Essex Street during a Guelph festival called Post Fest, uh, another Toronto show at Saving Gigi at 1 p.m. on June 21st before they drive all the way to Montreal for a show that night at Brasserie Beaubien. And uh, so I thought it would be good. I, even, the rec- even though the record's not out for a while, I thought it would be a nice time to share this interview with Monomyth with you. Back in April, I was in St. John's, Newfoundland for the Lanya Vanya Festival. And uh, I became pretty good, uh, I guess, just like travel mates. We became like fun friends on the road. Myself and Josh Salter and uh, Matt Peters of Monomyth hung out a little bit, and we found time to get together at the radio headquarters of Keep Station, a new online radio station based in St. John's, and we had a chat. And that's what you're going to hear. You're going to hear that chat. It's uh, it's a fun, funny one, I think. And you're also going to hear a brand new Monomyth song called The Big Reveal. That's all on this episode. So, I still have two tickets to the St. Vincent Show at the London Music Hall in London, Ontario on Thursday, June 19th. All you have to do to win these tickets is email me at creativecontrol933 at gmail.com. That's creative with a K, control with a K, 933 at gmail.com. And all you gotta do is say something 
nice about the show? Something you like about a past episode? Just anything. Anything that you think might be nice to hear about the show. That's it. That's all I want. Just one nice thing. Is that too much to ask? I don't know. Maybe you or someone you know in London wants to see St. Vincent. I'm going to the show. I like St. Vincent. Maybe you or your friends do too. So email me and you can go for free. How nice is that? You're welcome. Elbows. Sorry, the elbows. I just got excited. No, it's all good. You, you got to follow your bliss, man. I feel that. We have to be careful here in Keep Station with our elbows because <laughs> it's going to make too much noise and it'll be on the show. You guys got to stop stomping around. All right. No, that was, that was very gentle. <laughs> just let's give people a taste of what it's going to. That's me. That's on my elbows. Now those palms. There. Yeah. That's those are elbows. Kind of different. Yeah. Well, I need you do it too. Are you going to snap? I thought you were also going to snap. I know, I know. Throw in a snap. I want to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, can we hear your elbows? Yeah, that's good. That's good. That sounds really good in here. So we're in St. John's, Newfoundland, guys. This is fun. You've never been? No, first time. What do you make of this place? Great spot. Incredible. Very hilly. So nice. Very excited for moose curry tonight. Moose curry? Yeah. What is... What are you talking about? Oh, that's what they're serving tonight at the uh, the meal hall. Oh, I thought it was a band. Yeah, I'm also excited for Moose Curry. They're playing <laughs> after meal hall. <laughs> you guys are from Halifax. Yeah. Is yeah. it is it uh, as much of a trek for you to get out here as it might be for someone like me? Like, I, I so there's a presumption maybe among people uh, west of this place that you know you you would go to Newfoundland whenever you want. No, no, never. <laughs> no, no, not once. Why? But. Because it's uh, on an island and it's far away. It's like uh, still a, it's a it's a jaunt. I don't go to Cape Breton very often, let alone Newfoundland. So. <laughs> right, and that's right on the tip of Nova Scotia. Yeah, exactly. Have you been to Cape Breton? I have been to Cape Breton. It's lovely. Yeah, it's pretty good. My memory of it is a little little hazy, but well, that's but, good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gone up there for the uh, the no cases when they've had like the ECMA shows. Oh, okay. But I don't know what that... What is that? ECMA is the East Coast Music Awards. I know that. Okay. The no cases? The It's just should not show cases. Yeah. Like so it's like... Uh, non-industry bands. Oh, I didn't know about that. That's a thing? Throw their own I feel thing like that's the thing I like every... <laughs> I don't, like all festivals are... It seems there, like there's always there's, hangers there, on. Or there's always like an... Riff-raff. An anti-industry event going on concurrently? Is Different, that, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, shitty salon. Shitty salon? Yeah. What is that? Well, I just mean like, you know, like when, when there's like an uh, art exhibit, like when there's a salon or like a, you know, like a, an art grouping, there's usually like an anti, like a right. exhibition or whatever. There's an opposing force yeah. to whatever's going on. Yeah. Do you guys feel like you're part of an opposing force? All, the, all the time. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. What's the, when's the last time you oppose something so 
vociferously that you know something was going on and you guys were like nah we'll do the opposite Oh, uh, probably on the plane ride over. I, I didn't get the window seat, and I, I wanted to uh, get the window seat so I could rest my head against the... I didn't even want to look out the window. I just wanted to sleep. Uh-huh. And, uh, you I know, really wanted to look at the window, but I gave it up anyways. Opposing forces. I never thought of that. So you're saying that, ah, I never even considered that. I always take the aisle or the middle. Well, I don't ever never take the middle, but I always take the aisle because I like the freedom. But See, then I'm like, what, what, am I, what am I fleeing from? If yeah, someone's riding a plane... <laughs> Why would that help me? Yeah, my father can't. That's his. That's his jam. Is he likes the aisle seat? Otherwise, he starts to hyperventilate a little. But you, you're really? saying I never thought of this because I was exhausted when I came. I had such an early flight that I was so ex- and I was really exhausted. And I tried to kind of get some. I'm not. A, do you sleep on planes or buses? I or? tried, but then the wine cart came around, so and didn't, the, <laughs> didn't get that much sleep. <laughs> but that's good advice. So the window seat is. Yeah, wine you can, helps you sleep on the plane. That's not the advice I was <laughs> speaking of. I mean, the window seat, you can actually lean and, you know, no one can really bother you in there. You can get a sleep going. Right? Yeah, oh, certainly. I never even thought of yeah, that. Yeah, you can close the window. I've been traveling. They have those on yeah. planes now. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the little slider. Mm. Have, you, have you done much traveling on planes? No, not really. Not a whole lot. Right. You know, occasionally. Where do you go? Oh, uh, well, let's see. The Florida. You've been to Florida? Oh, yeah. All the time. <laughs> yeah, this guy goes on nice, fancy cruises with his dad. Yeah. Oh, really? my dad like to party together. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And you've been to Florida? <laughs> Only Florida. <laughs> we just cruise around Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are both, are you both from Halifax originally? Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Well, yeah. But we're from, we're from 20 minutes outside of town, so we would make a distinction, but I don't yeah. think anyone else would. No, I'd like yeah. to hear this. Where are you from? So uh, I'm from Hubley, uh, and... Matt's from Tantalon. Yeah. Upper Tantalon. Upper Tantalon. Yeah. Tantalon? Yeah. Tantalon. Okay. Like five minutes down the old highway from each other. Okay. We grew up. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we, we live so close. It's, or we lived so close. It's, it's like actually unbelievable. But I would make a distinction between where he lives and where I live. Hubley and Tantalon. Yeah. Okay. And how long have you known each other? Since grade one, grade primary? Yeah, since a young age, like five or six. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. And Most so are your family's friends and stuff? No. No. Just no, like they're... you happen to be in the same school system. Yeah. Montague's in Capulets. We've been kept apart <laughs> for so long. I think, uh, I think our, our fathers share respect of each other, but they're not friends. I, they <laughs> I wouldn't say they're like, they're like pals, but... They definitely would probably say hello to each other at a baseball game. <laughs> Is there ever a point where either of your parents dis- was, was disapproving of your friendship with one another? No, never, never. I hope not. I don't think so. That would be bad. No, I mean, Tony, my father, I mean, I, I could see maybe someone disapproving of him. He's a little bit of a party animal. <laughs> you, oh, you could see like other people disapproving of your father. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Actually, that's not even true. Most people like my father more than they like me. That's been like a, a running, true, yeah. a running theme in my life. What is your? What is? Your, did your dad do something in town that people would know? Like he's a he... social worker, but oh, okay. Or he's not. Uh, he yeah, he works for the government. Does uh, something similar to that. He would probably give a, a different technical term. He's a hard partying government worker. Yeah, aren't they all? I would assume. <laughs> yeah. Well, I assume. Um, otherwise, if he's like a coach, he like he would have coached my baseball team at one point for a few years. Yeah, we we played on rival baseball teams Under, in our, yeah, uh, yeah, younger true. days. The Montagues and the Capulets? Yeah, the that's we were, yeah, we were the Hubley, yeah. Hubley Montagues and Upper Tantalon Capulets. <laughs> so we were friends during the school year and enemies all summer. Oh, wow, okay. I actually, I credit, I would credit uh, Matt's, like, uh, when he blossomed as a baseball player, I think I, I had something to do with it because I noticed that Matt uh, would never 
uh, stand beside like the plate. He just like couldn't hit at all. Yeah, I couldn't because he was all. terrified of the ball. I yeah. assume he had been hit when he was young. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're, you're really this is this true you were a terrible this baseball player is, I, I was up until uh this one game against his team and I, oh yeah. okay yeah okay so then i told my <laughs> then it was turned around i told my best friend that that he wouldn't he would uh he'd swing after the fact at anything so you should you should just throw it uh throw it throw it like outside or down the middle slowly and and you would strike him out easily right but then he he hit a, a home run on on uh errors so a single, but like, yeah, not a very good team. <laughs> All right, so you bonded. Well, you know, you, you weren't bonded. You were separated by this baseball divide. Yeah, it was terrible. But uh, at some point, uh, when did you start playing music together? Oh, high school at some point. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, we, we jammed a little in high school. Um, Matt had a band called uh, Matt Peter's Erection. Uh, <laughs> Was yeah, that really so. that, that was the name of your? your I band? didn't. I didn't name it that. Everyone else called it that. Yeah, it was yeah. the Matt Peters Erection. What was the actual name? I don't. I don't know. We just didn't have a name, so that became the name. Matt Peters We didn't really Erection. do anything though. I, I, yeah, we I only jammed why. once, actually. When I think about it. <laughs> okay. Um, jam uh, oh, band. we had we had another we had another jam band actually. Me and me and Matt had a band called Overlord Sinner for a while. Uh huh. Yeah. Which was just uh, we would, we would hit the record button on uh. <laughs> on on my computer in my basement windows um, windows was it windows media recorder it was yeah. like a minute long is all you had yeah so all songs were 60 <laughs> seconds or less or there are a few ambitious ones where someone was just waiting to hit the, the button again it was like 130 if the song was really terrible we just put it in reverse i did not know that windows media player had a thing where you could only record for a minute is are you serious oh uh, just like the the sound uh just like the basic sound program, like the little oh, rectangular okay, yeah. cube, sixty seconds, Windows 60 ninety five style. I yeah, think. exactly. So did this did this you know inspire you to write shorter songs? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. You just you know you work with what you have. You only have a minute. Only a minute. So what kinds of music kind of drew you together? Uh, like, because you're from Halifax, which is uh, historically in Canada, a very rich has a very rich music history. You guys are over an age. You're in your what? Your twenty seven. Yeah, I'll be 27 in a week or two. 27, so... <laughs> we're the old ones. Wait, wait, I can't do the math here. You were born in 1984. 87. 87, right. So you were... Geez, you were only like five or six when the pop explosion, so to speak, was happening. Yeah, yeah. indeed. And so what resonated with you? Or when when did sort of... Did your local music scene ever resonate with oh, you? Oh, for sure. All the time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I, I would say... I. The first show that I saw that really resonated me with me was uh like the Burdocks, Special Noise, the Dishonest Mailman, and then I don't really remember uh, Josh McDonald. It was at uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Q- QE. Uh, it was in there was just like a a show that I'd seen a poster for. But the same night they were playing uh, the year that punk broke. It was like a double feature of the, the year that punk broke and uh, yeah. the Nevermind year, which I still haven't seen. The Nevermind year? Yeah, it's about like a dude and it's like it's his 27th birthday and so he, I think he thinks he's going to die. Oh. It didn't look very good, but uh, but I really liked the year the punk broke. I own the VHS. I used to watch it all the time. I thought it would be good to see it on a huge screen. Yeah, I own the VHS too. This is 1991, the year punk broke. Great film. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Gumball. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Gumball's yeah, in it. Yeah, Don, Don, Fleming. Don, Don Fleming's band. Yeah. yeah. So you, okay, so uh, this, when did you see that movie? Uh, I saw it in high school, probably grade ten or grade eleven. Okay, I would imagine. So, and you, Matt, never, about, never seen it. You never seen it. No. Okay. So, what about what? What music resonated with you as a kid? Um, 
as a kid oh god i like i don't know i went through a huge metal phase mm-hmm. when i was a kid um um a lot of that like new metal garbage um you know like corn and Linda's the band don't, garbage don't disavow your <laughs> your early but um i get i guess um yeah like the burdocks were were coming up when we were sort of like getting into high school and stuff and they were like they were the they were turned into town. dog day and yeah. uh and uh play guitar and play guitar okay so that and they kind of so i assume that noise rock thing noise pop i guess yeah you call yeah it? i yeah. mean the burdocks definitely kind of sort of like built a spilly in yeah. a sense yeah um like definitely pop pop oriented but not not like they were kind of proggy almost even like uh like airplane tracks is kind of mm-hmm. pretty pretty proggy and special noise too actually yeah special noise I, I don't know if you've seen that band but they're it's like a two-piece but they're i would say like they're like uh sort of like hellish or like but like Palvo, like Palvo, that band would be like an, an who, influence. Who was in Special Noise again, or who is in Special Noise? I can't uh, remember. It would be Jeff and uh, Greg, uh, Jeff Simmons and uh, Greg Napier. Okay, yeah, I don't know that I've seen that band. I know the band. I know of they're them. great. Um, yeah, they're they're insane. They're yeah. just so still going. Uh, yeah. yeah, I yeah. don't know if they play. No, they do. They're much, putting out a new record soon. Okay, they're recording one at Drums, I think. Yeah. Okay, all right. So, all right. So then you came up when. I guess post pop explosion, so to speak. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. I mean, I would read the Sloan message board like on the daily, because like you know, what, was, am, what am I going to do in Hubley? Was Sloan a big deal for you? Like the, the, they like I know that for some like for people like me in Ontario, Sloan was a big deal. But for people like you growing up, coming way so, after yeah, them, I, I definitely would have gotten yeah. into them late. My friend Danny Martin, who lived across the street from me, I remember he uh, he played me that uh, the rest of my life. Yeah, that song, and I was like, "Oh, this band's pretty cool. I like that video. I thought it was it was pretty pretty fun." <clears throat> that's then quite I got, late. That's yeah, I know quite it's late, really late. Late it's in the game, it's yeah. Like yeah. Passed yeah. pretty together, right? That's like yeah. That's uh, I mean, I, I definitely had heard them before and kind of knew those songs a little, but but not as much. But then I got into that band then for sure. So mm-hmm. like that, <clears throat> did that whole scene or community not in a sense it didn't loom that large for you? Like it was something you were aware of, but. Oh, I, uh, I mean, in a resurrection sense, like I guess it would, it would, it was very big. I would say. Did you say resurrect? In a resurrection sense, like we went back and like listened to all around that stuff Easter and, like, or yeah. what do you? What? Yeah, well, during the, Easter, <laughs> Easter just happened, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I definitely like I, I definitely listened to all of that. Like, uh, yeah, I I was really into. Slam. I would say at one point they they were my favorite band. That I that wouldn't be, like. Well, but I mean, not only Sloan, uh, because you know Eric's trip. Super friends. The whole yeah. murder record Thrush sort of Thrush Hermit, yeah. Yeah. That whole all those bands. Jail. Yeah. They meant they mean they mean something. Hardship post. Oh yeah. You're just gonna name all the bands. I can name them all if you want. <laughs> local rabbits. Do you, do you want it local rabbits? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but there aren't they, are they they're not really from they're from Point Claire, Quebec. Oh, that's not Montreal. Well then that's not even close, is it? But they were on murder. Yeah, but I mean they're part of the scene. <laughs> Lonnie James, yeah, you wanna Yeah, wanna Lonnie James. Lonnie James, well, he ended up being in the Super, super Friends too, yeah. yeah. I don't think he put out anything on murder. Uh I think I thought he put out a seven inch. Maybe he put out a sappy seven inch. Yeah, I don't think he put out a. Yeah, maybe not. Murder kind of slowed down for a while there, like a long time. It yeah. seemed. And they now, were mm. they were gonna redo. I thought they were gonna. There was talk of them putting out the Brent Randall, and the Pine Cones record at one point, like a few years back. Yeah. Then I think that fell to the wayside. But they put out a couple other records. They put out a record by. Um, uh, oh, uh, Will Country, Will Curry, uh, and the Will Country French, French yeah. and. Uh, well, they did that push pins right. song with him, right? Yes, that's right with Will. Yeah. Anyway, 
All right, I was just curious because you're from Halifax. I associate Halifax with that. Cool so. blue halo. <laughs> um, oh man, plum tree. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, the the split with strawberry. You know, right. green mittens and uh, <laughs> they all they all mean a lot to you. No, no, not everything, but uh, but I, I mean, I like those. I, I've definitely like I've, I've definitely had my moment in the sun with a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I, I I wouldn't say I listen to Sloan on the daily like these days but i'd like i'd like those records well i will say that i would say like not all of my band like loves that that type of music <laughs> who else is in the band uh seamus uh, dalton and graham stewart and, and how do you know those guys um I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, matt, <laughs> yeah matt doesn't know um they so, just sort of showed up one day and you got to deal with them now no, i just showed up oh, yeah, okay true. oh you were all you were late to the band yeah Oh, interesting. Um, late edition, Matt Peters. But you've known him the longest. Crazy, isn't it? <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, I know. I, well, I just, yeah, I just bring people in when I, I just bring Matt in. You know, I try and get him into everything. <laughs> you're, because you play, you primarily play guitar and you write, do you write, do you write songs in the band or you just, you're late, you're playing drums, that's I'm your just deal? Play, just playing drums. Playing that's drums. That's, that's not, I am a drummer, man. Yeah. Don't shortchange yourself. Okay. Don't sell yourself <laughs> short. Do it's it an you important gotta, role. You know? Yeah, you got to play the drums. Now, you are one of the primary songwriters in the band. And one of the reasons I bring up this whole murder scene is because every band seemed to be a democracy in terms of songwriting, singing, multiple singers, multiple songwriters. That's I saw, I watched Monomyth the other night in, uh, at the ship here in St. John's. And I thought, hey, they got that same thing happening. They got three distinctive singers and songwriters happening. So there's, there's that variety, I suppose, on the record. Mm-hmm. Does that is that is it a coincidence because i view that as halifax pop music tradition yeah i I think it's just easier to get people to want to like be involved in in uh in in being in a band if they're gonna like have some say in what's happening right Mm. so i think like that's definitely part of it it's like you you have to give people some space right to do what they want or like and also like you know it's not like everyone writes 10 good songs Sometimes you write three good songs and seven songs that sound like the three good songs, like but not as good. You you pick ten song you pick ten songs because what well you're, we pick eight songs if you're talking about our record. Right, but. Well, you, you, but you pick that number because you're saying that to make up a cool album. Yeah, it would be nice to have everyone's top shelf. Uh, oh yeah, stuff. certainly. Yeah. So have you at this point? How old's the band? Uh, three years. Something like that. I don't know why I'm looking at you. I don't you know why you're looking at me yeah. at all. I, I, yeah, three years. Three years, Let's okay. Three. And, um, and so Monomyth has this full-length uh, Saturnalia regalia uh, out in July. And what else is going on? Or, or rather, what else is in the catalog, so to speak? So we put out... <clears throat> we, the, our first tape has like a little pink cover. That's like uh, six songs. We did it with uh, Andrew Patterson. He played actually on the first two releases that we have. He was like our, our drummer before. Uh, and then we put out a King Does This Not Please You Behold the Power in brackets. Right. Um, yeah, we put those. Wait, out. what is that though? That's an EP? That's also an EP. Yeah. yeah. Just a few songs, four songs. Uh, and then we've put out a few singles or like online, whatever, like for a compilation here and there. Okay. And then you've got the album. Yeah. And we have this. And so every release is contained you four? Or you're, well, you're late. Yeah, yeah the band, this is the but, first one with Matt. Okay. There was a different drummer? Yeah, or? Andrew Patterson. He Andrew played Patterson, on, right, on right, right. The, on the first ones. What happened to Andrew? Uh, he just fell by the wayside, you know? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, Andrew moved out to, he, he uh, 
he just seemed a little he was like a slightly disinterested or like he like he he moved to to like outside of town for a winter and so the band sort of sort of you know it was difficult to get together well if you don't have a drummer sometimes it's hard to <clears throat> play rock and roll shows right so you <laughs> had to move on and he was okay with that yeah we figured it out and yeah it was all good right this happens this is another okay so, another bands saga. are hard it turns out well <laughs> it's another halifax drummer thing mm-hmm. halifax bands i find they can't keep a drummer sometimes that's that it takes a while i'm thinking of the super friends in particular yeah, they did. They definitely mm, had yeah. some. They had some drummer issues. Some drummer issues. Yeah, I mean, it worked itself out eventually, but that seems to be a thing. You got okay. So now, okay, <laughs> I may have touched upon something here, because I actually see a slight Super Friends parallel. And you worked with Charles Austin. Yeah, from Charles, the Super Friends. Charles helped us record along with uh, Dave Ewanson, who also right. works at Echo Chamber. Yeah. So anyway, weird uh, trajectory. Yeah, I play in a band with Charles. What's the band? It's called Psychic Fair. Oh, we, uh, I don't know if you ever heard the Lodge, but yeah, 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 I love the Lodge. Yeah, well, I'm Mike now, so right. Let the Lodge have Mike <laughs> O'Neill, and, the, and, and then but I, now they have Josh Salter. So <laughs> <laughs> I heard that Mike was reluctant to do it again, and that's sad to me because I love that Lodge record, and it was, I think it's very, it's greatly underappreciated. Oh, it's a yeah, <clears throat> great yeah th- that's a great record. Yeah, Mike's got a lot, a lot of stuff going on that. Yeah, but, you know, Black Jesus. 
the three of you as songwriters uh, in terms of what you bring to the band? Because I find that the record is cohesive. And honestly, maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention. Uh, when I saw the band, I was like, I was actually surprised. At, uh, I mean, because I, I just have like a digital copy of it, you know, and I hadn't mm-hmm. seen the band before. And there's three singers <coughs> and I didn't even know. I didn't even pay that much. I was listening to the record. And I didn't even figure it out. There seems to be a cohesiveness. But do you, from your perspective in the band, do you see three distinctive songwriters and ideas uh, that seem to be coming forth? We definitely like have uh, like a vision for maybe what the, the band like. We There's definitely like stylistic things that we maybe try and keep. Yeah, we, we try and keep it. Uh, I was going to say homogenous, but... Homogenous? <laughs> this is probably not the, the I've best. never heard of a band say that. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we try to, to keep it as homogenous as possible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> we won't be saying that again. No, don't say that again. Yeah, uh, yeah we just try and keep it bland enough where, uh, <laughs> where it has a general sound, you know? You no, know, I, no peaks and yeah. valleys. Is the compress word, the hell out of it. Is just the, keep it. Is one of the words you're looking for, like, kind of cohesive like Co- the way the way well, the, you said the word cohesive and you didn't want to repeat what I, I said i was trying not to yeah okay you know don't want to do like get into a weird mirroring thing <laughs> cohesive <laughs> cohesive cohesive homogenous <laughs> <laughs> yeah we should we have to run around the table now <laughs> that's i'm sorry that you think your band is so terrible but it's great yeah i might say <laughs> thank you so you you're saying that Despite the fact that you are three individual people uh, making songs, presumably somewhat on your own, and then bringing them to the band, that's definitely how it it goes. Generally works for the most part. I mean, like sometimes, like I would say, uh, Graham often brings songs that uh, maybe he wants like more input on. we, We all give each other space, kind of, to do what we want. But I mean, we'll have minor arguments or like discussions on how we want a song to go mm-hmm. and like w- what should happen uh i would say that yeah everyone does have like their own style for how they write songs certainly like I, I i could i could maybe <clears throat> pick it out but maybe to the to to someone else it, it wouldn't be immediately obvious i want I can, you i'm you can too man oh i would say for me it's distinctly obvious Okay, so okay, this is great. We're we're hitting pay dirt here now, gentlemen. And what I want from you <laughs> is to possibly articulate those distinctions, but also you mentioned the word vision. You think you all have a shared vision for the band. I want to hear about both those things. I want to hear you tell me about what you think that vision is, and also, as you say, Matt in particular, I think has a great perspective from the drum throne about the <laughs> distinctions between the song. Yeah, ideas he, he only sees, he sees the uh, the back. Yeah, but that's that's yeah. the most important. The shit part. The, what? <laughs> well, oh my god! I'm just getting you know kind of literal here. But. Yeah, no. Anyway, I think Matt's got a unique take on it, so I want to hear from Matt first about the distinctions, and then we'll go back to you, Josh, for the vision. All right, Matt, what do you what do you see as distinctions between the three? Um, well, I guess I, I was just say that like um, to separate the three of them, I would I would say that like Graham's songs I feel are very like a sh- lot more like shoegazy pop more like more of an emphasis on like the pop aspect of it yeah um he might disagree but that's just like no he's my, not here my, it doesn't matter opinion. it doesn't but, matter uh, he's not here he has no vote <laughs> and Seamus's songs are maybe a bit more like um maybe a bit more weirder um than than the other two weirder how um just i don't know how to describe it maybe if josh picks up on it he might have a josh is rolling his eyes he's he rolling his asleep. eyes he doesn't like it but um yeah, and um, and I find that Josh's songs are maybe more the like best. Sorry, <laughs> Josh, please. <laughs> Josh, I don't know. I f- I feel like Josh's uh, 
songwriting um, background is a bit more like the rock and roll style. Um, <laughs> the rock and roll style. The rock and roll style. Um, what does that mean? Like, where is well, it coming from? His previous bands, I guess, like <clears throat> Gideon's and Quivers. I, f- I feel like uh, Josh's songs are a bit more in tune with that stuff. And like, it's not not the saying of bad or because I think like it's all good. It's, are you referring to kind of a classic rock? Or what kind of rock? <clears throat> I'm sorry, rock is such a huge term. We all say rock about everything. Right? Yeah, it's true. It's just become that like it's it is the homogenous. Bl- grandi- grandiose, homogenous. <laughs> it's the blanket term. Term. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess that's, that's like classic rock. I guess would say. But yeah. um, like in this band, it doesn't feel classic rock. But I don't know. To me, just like seeing where played in bands in the past i feel like that you see sort it of where it's grown out part of, of a trajectory yeah. that as a note on. matt also played in quiver so i don't know why i was saying <laughs> <laughs> so it's like he wasn't there uh <laughs> okay no i appreciate that matt no see i told you that was good perspective i'd say that uh, it's easiest when when someone asks you what kind of music you play saying rock and roll is is great i think so too <laughs> because, uh, yeah, i like it really it. really cuts that discussion off really quick and and like you can you can talk to you know, someone you've never met and is not going to know, have any like sort of uh, touchstone for what you do. If you say rock and roll, people will be like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is great. Yeah. No, and I, I understand that. And I, I do too. I like saying it too. Because we have, we're living in this age of like, I don't know, poly genres and like everything's like hard mm. to. Vaporwave, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's hard to explain things to people. And I think rock and roll is coming back as just a term. <laughs> I would play rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we heard from Matt. Now it's your turn. You're up at the plate. You know uh, what I'm saying? Yeah, we're back, I mean, to, our, I do, I do we're back to the Little League Baseball, and you got to talk about the collective vision that you see that uh, this monomyth band has. Yeah, okay, well, um, I would say that, like, Seamus and, and Graham definitely, uh, when, at least when we started the band, came from the perspective, like, they both, like, love My Bloody Valentine. Like, would, that would be, like, you know, their pet sounds or whatever. Like, no question. Um, so that was like maybe when we started the band. Sorry, that was sorry, sorry. Are you referring to Loveless? Loveless as their pet as sounds. Their pet sounds. Okay, yeah. not, or, the, not the whole band as their pet sounds. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just making sure. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm just being a dick. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> sorry, man. It's all good. Just making sure. I, yeah, I'm doing it too. So. Well, my bloody Valentine just put out another record recently. It could have been that great. one. Yeah, yeah. It could have been that one. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I remember when that came out. <laughs> I, I remember when you that remember one came when, out. That like that the, new one, the one that came out eight, eight months ago. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, I remember what I was doing. It was good day. <laughs> um, so okay, they come from an MBV. Or yeah, I mean that's yeah for sure. I just like shoegaze. That again, like shitty shitty terms, but like yeah, uh, the scene that celebrates itself. But uh, <laughs> but you know like like those kind of band like the Lilies or even like uh, like that one song that Teenage Film Stars has. I don't know if you know that band. That's like a uh, t- television personalities offshoot. I don't think I know that. Um, yeah, it's sort of, sort of weird. The original band's like a mod rock band, and then they come back and put out two records in the 90s. Anyway, they're not that good. I don't even know why I'm talking about them. But but uh, That spacey, hazy kind of thing. With yeah, the, just, just the, like something. Yeah, like Seamus' old band, uh, Bird World. Like that band definitely... Uh, has like those elements maybe that, that like that band sort of like a lot of a lot of our sounds sort of our songs sort of fall into that because I mean Seamus was writing those songs too yeah, yeah. but uh 
and then Graham, like, so I would have met Graham. I got him to sub in in quivers playing classic rock. Uh, <laughs> on, no, honestly, like uh, we were oh, playing absolutely. cover cover songs, like Rush songs, and oh, okay. uh, we were playing Rush and the Guess Who, and like maybe I don't, I'm trying to remember what songs we cut, what other songs we covered, like the Diodes, maybe. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know. Or yeah. Simple, or did we do? We did Simple Plan too. It was like no, a, we didn't do Simple Plan. That's not Canadian. We? No, you're thinking Sum Forty One. Sum Forty One. We did. Yeah. Uh, it was just a, a can, it was like oh, a, a, oh. a benefit show for for CKDU or whatever, like a, our local community radio station. Just like a bunch of but, yeah, yeah. I, I did it for like three or four years. So so uh, yeah, but I got Graham to sub in for our bass player uh, at the time, whose name's Ryan Allen. He plays in Crosses. Yeah, yeah. I love um, it. that band's amazing. Yeah, they're incredible. Yeah. No question, Nathan, Andy, yeah, they're great. Yeah, um, so that's how I would have met him, but but I I knew him as like I I know his two brothers or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I I knew that he was like his brothers had talked him up as like a kind of like a virtuoso of sorts. Uh huh. Um, and then yeah, so he learned all those bass parts really quick. And then when when we were putting like me and Seamus lived together uh, for a while on on Maynard Street, and. Uh, yeah, when we were putting a band together, we were like, oh, Graham, because he likes that kind of music, and that's what we wanted to do at the time. Right. I don't remember what my question was. The question now. was, <laughs> I know, I, I turned it really hard. Uh, so you were asking me what everyone's uh, songwriting style was. So I was saying, like, that maybe it comes from, like, that sort of shoegaze, or just, like, the, you're, you're, the idea of, like, noise pop. Yeah, you're say, you seem to be saying it's a, it's a melding of this shoegaze noise pop with classic rock sensibilities and pop kind of frameworks well it's all there i don't know i mean we all write different like i i definitely write songs that are more like have like boogie to them from time to time yeah like when i listen to the record like there's a couple songs that totally have a beach boys my bloody valentine thing one song vaguely reminded me of hot snakes at the beginning you know like i think it was medicine man maybe something sounded like Mm -hmm. really hard charging definitely i don't think there's much hot snakes influence on this record (laughs) but i I mean i could be wrong there's something that just charged out of the gate after like a bunch of um more mid-tempo like not mid-tempo but oh, that song is definitely more uh, it comes at you really quickly yeah, and sure. then yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah. so um yeah i'm so there's punk and there's i don't know there just seems to be a lot of stuff informing what you're doing yeah we definitely we like we like a lot of music sure like, I, yeah i don't know like what we listen to right now necessarily but so uh the record is called saturnalia regalia yeah and we were talking way way earlier about uh, opposing forces isn't this term a reference to kind of like people changing positions or a power dynamic shifting yeah that's that's like yeah saturnalia is uh so that that would be like uh it would be the like where christmas was basically uh, just like a pagan holiday where uh it was like a mardi gras sort of vibe where where you would have like the you know like the king of the fools or something uh-huh so like the the master and the slave would switch position and like it was the best of times like the golden age or something i don't know i just thought it was like a, a really a you know silly word okay more than anything but. okay it's, it doesn't have like a political connotation for you necessarily we're not really the most political band i mean like uh no we're not really <laughs> I, I wouldn't really yeah not very many we're not dylan or anything you did it. Like, but I guess he's not political a, either. There, no, he's so not. He I, I think he's a, he's a jokester. He's, he's a satiric a figure. Mm-hmm. He's, I, a, I he's get, the king of the carnival. I get the impression that you guys have that too. Like there was a kind of a serious tone to the music. And then at the show I saw, all of a sudden there was a Tupac sample. 
Yeah. yeah. Like an interview sample of Tupac talking about being gangsta? Mm-hmm. What, what? Why? What? Is that out of a sense of fun? Is that a sense of theater? What is that? I think so. Well, if you listen to that song, uh, like Pac Ambition, that's yeah. one of Seamus' songs. Uh, oh, it's about Tupac? It's called Pac Ambition. Oh, I didn't even know that. I thought it was like a super PAC. Like, you know, in the I, I, Yeah, I do know what you're talking politics. about. Politics, they have super PACs. I think it's like, uh, yeah, I mean, that song has like, like the, the lyrics of that song are like, I'm in love with Tony Yeo's daughter. Right. So it'd be like, that's like the, the one of the dudes in G Unit. Right. The, yeah, the yeah, guy yeah. That was in jail, like when everything came out. So like, so there's a humor. There's a humor within this. Oh yeah, like, we gotta find it. You talk to Seamus. He's the jokester, I guess. <laughs> Turns out, I thought it was me, but I was completely wrong. Okay. Mm. Well, the record's great, guys, and I, I, I thank you for your time. Um, what is coming up next for you guys? Can you can you think of what's going on beyond? Uh, I yeah, for sure. We're gonna we're gonna tour for a while around Canada and uh, through the states. That's the the plan. The general plan. Mm-hmm. Are you already making north by northeast? Yeah, north by northeast, but that's before the. That's, that's in, in June. June. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And uh, are there already recording plans to follow up on this uh, release? Well, uh, Seamus and I have been working on uh, like a kind of more lo-fi sort of uh, recordings. Okay. For for a while. Though, though his computer just crashed. <laughs> so we'll see. But they're all on tape. We, I mean, we did them all on uh, just straight to cassette. Like, oh, okay, take okay. a day to do them or whatever. Um, so there's some of that stuff. That's for the band, though? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Graham, Graham, and, Graham and Matt are on a little bit of it. I <laughs> think they do some, like, a uh, uh, lot of dying. So, so Monomyth mm. has this, uh, it can mutate into, like, it's not necessarily always a proper band recording when no, you get a Monomyth not, not album completely, release. I guess. Yeah, it can be anything. It, uh, it's in your mind, you know? And you named, <laughs> the band is named after... It's like a Joseph Campbell catch-all term. Meaning? Uh, it's like, uh, he took it from, uh, like, James Joyce from yeah. Finnegan's Wake, I think. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, it's just like the the hero's journey, just like a cyclical idea that like all stories are the same story. Is that's like the concept? It's kind of heavy. It is heavy. I think <laughs> I was just like pretty high at the time, <laughs> honestly. Well, I feel like we've just been on, been on a hero's journey, gentlemen, and I thank you for being on the show. And uh, before we go, is there a song from the new record that we can play for people? Yeah, any anyone. Do you have do you have a favorite? And you know, you, you well, should you should get to pick. I don't. Know? No, no, no. I'm, I always the artist. No, no, no. You know? The guest picks because it gives me and the listeners and and yourselves even insight about a particular song. You have to pick. Okay. I mean, yeah. I sure. only mentioned one song throughout the course of our interview, but you can pick whatever you want. Pick away. All right. Yeah. Sure. Let's go with uh, let's go with the longest song. <laughs> the big reveal. The big What's reveal. The last song. The, you want to? Is that? Yeah. The, sure. Okay. Why? You want to hear the, the last song? Yeah, or Patsy. That one. That one's good too. I need you to pick one of the songs. <laughs> well, I'll flip a coin. No, we don't have time to that. Did you Wait, get? Okay, fine. We can flip a coin. Well, you're reaching. I don't. There's no one here. All right, fine. There's Go a ahead. bottle cap. All right, flip the bottle cap. Okay, so which uh, you can pick which side oh is which. Oh my god! You know? What is this? It's a, it's Molson, a Molson. Is Molson the heads? Well, you should, probably shouldn't be sending Molson. You um, yeah, I free sponsorship. Yeah, no, away. I know. All right, it should fine. be a local beer. <laughs> All right, do fine. This is heads. And the other side is tails. Okay, but which is which song? I guess you don't know the songs that well. Big reveal is on heads. All right, cool. I don't remember which is which. It's all under the table. The big reveal it is. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank you.
Hey, thanks again for checking out Creative Control with Vish Khanna. You can email me about the show at creativecontrol933 at gmail.com. That's creative with a K, control with a K, 933 at gmail.com. You can also follow our Twitter at Vish Creative, V-I-S-H-K-R-E-A-T-I-V-E. And you can also like our Facebook page. A version of this show airs on CFRU in Guelph every Wednesday at noon Eastern. And you can listen to that online at CFRU.ca or if you're in the KW region at 93.3 FM in Guelph. You can also sign up for the weekly mailing list for the podcast and the, and the show at vishkana.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. I believe that is everything I wanted to tell you. Thank you once again. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.